episode 203 of the Pilot the Pilot podcast takes off now. Fly with Garmin Avionics, then grab your mobile device and make the Garmin Pilot app your cockpit companion. Get advanced functions you'll use before, during, and after every flight, including updating your aircraft's databases and logging engine data, plan, file, fly, log with Garmin Pilot. The Pilot the Pilot podcast is brought to you by The Finer Points. The Ground School app contains knowledge and skill videos. Check it out at learnthefinerpoints.com. Navy Nation, what is going on? And welcome back to the Pilot the Pilot podcast. My name is Justin Seams, and normally I would be your host. But if you've been listening to this podcast, if this is your first time, you should go back, listen to all 200 episodes, and then come back because they're all great. But anyways, as you know, we've been doing a little bit of a race. What's going to come first? My son or episode 200? Well, episode 200 came before my son, but now that you are listening to this, my son has been bored. I am a new father. My wife and I are our new parents, and we are going to take a couple weeks off. But good news is the Pilot the Pilot podcast is not taking any breaks. I have five guest hosts coming on, and they are going to have incredible content. You might be wishing they come back and telling me to stay gone and just be gone and never come back. You did 200. It's enough. Let the other shine. So well, we'll see. We'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. But I have five great episodes for you and I cannot wait for you to hear these. Uh, as always, please check out Instagram, Pilot the Pilot for all updates. Right now, the account is private. So if you missed out on following it, you don't know why. Go follow and you can see why. Uh, you can also see baby pictures, full-on baby content. It might just be a, a new dad baby content Instagram. Check out Pilot's Coffee. We have some big things coming soon. I can't say much more. I might have hinted at it in a couple other episodes, but next couple weeks, maybe even by the time this episode's out or the next episode, so maybe 202, there should be some big news. But uh, check that out. And also go rate this podcast. Let more people find it. All that fun stuff. But Aviation, I don't want to keep you any longer. So without any further ado, here is a guest host of the Pilot the Pilot podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Kevin and Emily Pilot to Pilot podcast takeover. I'm Emily Norman. I am a community marketing coordinator at ForeFlight, also a private pilot and... Yeah, I'm Kevin Cortez. I am the social media marketer for AOPA, also private pilot. And this might be the downfall of pilot to pilot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Uh, I think we definitely have to address the elephant here. We have not been asked to be guests, although we've been good friends with Justin for, I mean, I met him the first week I was working at ForeFlight. So it's been a long time. Oh, it's been a while, right? Yeah, I, I think I met him... I think through just Instagram DMs and we met up at Osh, I think in 19. And that's the first time I met him in person, but we've been talking for a while and just kind of became good friends. Yeah. And were you a fan of the podcast or are you just. Yeah. I have a pretty cool story about that. So uh, uh, I discovered the podcast like in 2018 when I was at my old job in, up in New York. And at the time, like I wasn't super happy with my job and I was just like, I got to get out of here. And I started listening to his podcast starting to get like, dang, I should get back into GA, back into aviation. And, and that actually triggered me to start like searching for jobs and listening to the, to the podcast that way, which is kind of wild. I haven't told Justin that ever. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like he'll, he'll feel, or he's going to hear how we really feel about him on this podcast, which is way nicer oh, yeah. than how we act towards him for sure. Actually treat him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, kind of same story. Like I got into flying and then 
you know, found out that Ford Fly was in Houston and decided to fly for their marketing team. But I didn't really know anyone. I wasn't flying with anyone besides my dad or my CFI, who is about the same age as my dad. So I didn't know any young people. So I listened to his podcast. I was really inspired. And, you know, hearing everyone else's stories was really a big motivation. And then also kind of a kick in the butt to be like, you need to get involved in the community. And so same thing, DM'd him on Instagram, like, hey, if you're at Osh, you want to be my friend, <laughs> come to the floor flight booth. <laughs> and just yeah. is that guy, right? Where he's like super nice to everybody and like kind of brings him in, which is awesome. So, yeah, that's and like true. he's like not to like talk of just not the whole time, but <laughs> he's built here and like the community is built with like everything is is awesome. It's good for aviation in general. Yeah, he's definitely nice to everyone he sees. But enough about Justin. Uh, we can't, you know, <laughs> hype up his ego too much. No, yeah, chill out. So where, like, or how did you get into flying and then, you know, obviously led into AOPA and everything? Yeah. So getting into flying, it's kind of the typical story, right? My dad was a GA pilot mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, he was, uh, he was not current for like most of my childhood until like I turned like 11 or 12. Then he got recurrent at, uh, an air show. Ironically, he like, found there was like a flight school giving discovery flights and that's how he found a CFI got recurrent. And so we flew a bunch when I was like a kid. Um, and that kind of triggered me to like, want to get into aviation, but I didn't really dig the whole, you know, no offense to airline pilots or corporate pilots, uh, that whole lifestyle of like being on the road all the time and everything. And I kind of just wanted to do it like just straight up GA and do it that way. Um, so, you know, I, I worked at a few companies in, in high school and college, um, and some companies that did upset recovery training in Vegas, um, then a few of the helicopter companies out there. Uh, which led me to a helicopter company in New York. Anyway, so I built up all this experience in like digital marketing and aviation, but I was really not applying it by like, you know, me flying around or like actually like, you know, being involved in GA like I wanted to be. So uh, that's how when I saw an opening at AOPA, I like went for it. And uh, it's been kind of fun ever since, you know, just going to events. That's kind of where I see you most of the time, right? Is that air shows and everything. Yeah, only uh, at air shows, but we're going to change that soon. Yeah, only at air shows. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's kind of how I got into it. And uh, it was kind of a long road. I kind of always knew what I wanted to do in aviation is kind of mix these two worlds um, and and kind of do that, which uh, kind of every job was kind of a step towards that and, you know, evolving as, as I continue with my career. But um, yeah, that's kind of how I got there. How did you get into flying and aviation and, and everything? I kind of know your story, really. Yeah. So my story is sounds typical, but the the details are definitely not. Um, My dad was an army helicopter pilot, you know, one of the first test pilots for the Apaches, like total badass. And I didn't even know that like at all because I wasn't in aviation and he didn't push it on me or my sister at all, which uh, in hindsight, kind of wish he did. But, you know, that was a really good parenting approach, especially for raising two strong minded daughters for sure. Um, but I went to, I went to business school in Europe. Um, I thought I wanted to go that route. And, um, you know, at the same time, my dad had an arrow and a warrior back at home, but I was always a little claustrophobic and not only afraid of, you know, flying on airliners, but not in small planes. Like I won't even sit on it, sit in it on the ground, just didn't like it at all. And then we, uh, went on a family vacation and we were flying back from St. Thomas to Puerto Rico. And my parents stayed behind and they put me, my sister, uh, and my fiance on a plane. And it was a Cape Air flight. And it was, 
I think it was like a Cessna 210. Could be totally wrong. That you'll you'll see why later, but I've kind of like blanked that memory from existence. Um, but we were literally like walking out to you know the tarmac, and I see this little plane, and I just start hysterically crying. My sister and fiance are like, oh crap, we're gonna get stuck in St. Thomas. Like, we're not going home. This is not happening. Um, but I muster up all the courage, get in the plane. It was probably the most beautiful flight I've ever been on, but I didn't look outside the window once. Um, I was still crying. My fiance's hand was bleeding from me, you know, digging my nails into it. I was furious with my dad for putting me on that plane. Um, but in the end, it was a very pivotal moment because we got home and a week later, I was like, Dad. I'm 21, 22, can't remember how old. Like, this is not the appropriate way to react, right? So let's go up in your plane, get over this fear. And we, and we did. And we landed and we walked across the field. And I met my CFI and like the rest is history. That's insane. I didn't yeah, know that. It's just, it's big, crazy. Yeah, it's, it's this big thing of like, you know, overcoming fears, which I think has really helped me in life. Like whenever you're, you know, uncomfortable, like that's when you're really going to grow. And so it's helpful. But yeah, it was, it was, a there was like hot emotions there for a little bit. Like it was not fun. <laughs> yeah. So were you working at Forflight at the time or, or was that yeah. Uh, after? Yeah. So I was flying and working on my private for maybe like six months. And then my CFI was, was like, Hey, I flew with someone from Forflight today. And I had no idea that they had an office in Houston. Um, like I said earlier, they had like opening for their marketing team. And so Kind of like you combining, you know, these two passions or experiences or you know, things we're kind of good at. Not like I was a good pilot at that time, but you know, <laughs> on the road to be hopefully. Um, so I applied, and the rest is kind of history. So it's crazy to think back like that one very uncomfortable, traumatic but beautiful flight really pivoted my entire life, even to getting to where I am right now, talking to you. So that's awesome. That's really cool. Like that one moment, really. That's insane. We wouldn't yeah. be hanging out with you at air shows and making fun of Justin if it wasn't for that. <laughs> exactly. His life would probably be easier. <laughs> yeah, a little easier. That's really cool. Yeah. And uh, is, is that kind of like where you want to go with aviation then? Is just kind of pursue it on your own for fun and just like have fun with that? Yeah. So I definitely believe in never stop learning. So that's why I'm working on my instrument right now. Plan to give my commercial, um, you know, depending on what the funds look like, just kind of carrying that through just because everything you're learning, all the you know different aircrafts you touch or skills you work on, it's just going to make you safer um, and hopefully more confident and all those good things. So we'll oh, see yeah. though. But uh, so yeah, how has it like been working for four flight and like mixing like, you know, sometimes I say like, you know, after Oshkosh, like I am done with airplanes like for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like so. How is it like that being in your face, like for flight, flight planning, all that? Like, you know, obviously you're not doing flight planning all the time, but you know what I mean. Yeah. How so, um, I I was talking to Daniel Baker from Flyaware once, and he kind of made a point that really resonated with me. And it was the more that he we both seem to get into aviation, the more that you're not really doing the real aviating. Um, and I, it's hard because it's like, okay, my work is just looking at airplanes, talking about airplanes, all things aviation. And then, yeah, my kind of goal and my, you know, side education, continuing education, whatever you want to call it, is getting more ratings and becoming a safer pilot. And it's also a hobby. And so it's hard. Like, I still don't think I have it figured out. Like, what is my thing to 
to kind of balance that. But have you figured out, do you have the answer for me? <laughs> Dude, no. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I, uh, I've kind of like just leaned into more is uh, trying to do more fun GA trips to like events or like vacations or stuff like that. Like it gets hairy, obviously with like um, weather and locations and all that, but like bringing in people that aren't pilots, it's like really refreshing to see their perspective. Because um, we fly with pilots all the time and that gets, you know, you know, lack of a better term, we get jaded sometimes of like how cool it is what we're doing. And uh, so bringing in like friends that don't do it usually is like really fun. And I think that's like, especially if you're doing it for like a trip or, or something like that, it's been, it's been really great doing that. So I think that's like how to keep it fresh because, <laughs> you know, you know how they go, work trips and everything with everybody. It's just like becomes kind of like everyday life, which is crazy, right? Yeah, like, no, it is. And I think it's yeah. also really important to keep it fresh with your training. Like currently, you know, I'm under the hood all the time with my IFR training. I'm either feeling really confident one day or really bad about, you know, how I messed up this approach or holds. And you know, you're just kind of like, I don't, okay, I don't want to go out and fly anymore because it's kind of kicking me down. So kind of, you know, feeding in those fun flights, whether it's with a friend or that really expensive hamburger run, like it's important, I think. A hundred percent. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I like am about to start like, cause it's also fun to do fun training, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> about to do like a mountain flying course. Cause living out in Denver, I'm like, oh, I should probably do that. Um, so that'll be a good time. That'll be something like challenging high altitude and everything. And I think that'll like kind of encourage me to do that a little more and that type of new flying. But, um, yeah, so that's kind of like a little break from, from the usual work stuff from work trips and everything. But, um, so how, how would you like explain to people like your job is like overall, like throughout a year, like what's, what does it look like? Is it always just road trips and air shows or, or how does that go over at four flight? So unfortunately my job is not as uh, travel for and exciting as yours. I'm always so jealous of you going around to all the little small <laughs> air shows. Um, but then again, you know, AOP and four flight are different. You guys are promoting the continuation and you know, freedom to fly and protecting all the GA airports and pilots, whereas we're just trying to make sure everyone can get there efficiently, safe, and just make flying fun and easier to enjoy in general, as far as a logistics standpoint. So my kind of day-to-day or what my job includes is I do run all of our social media accounts. So I know we have that in common. Um, I do work with all of our influencers, which I know we kind of both hate that term and they hate that yeah. term too. Um, cause I think the influencer world and in aviation is so different than the, you know, actual influencer world where you're exchanging money for showing off your hair products or something. Yeah. Um, and then I'm also fortunate enough to host a, a series called between two wings. Sorry, Justin have to give a little shout out about my series there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I actually get to interview, um, you know, pilots, from throughout our industry, for flight users, uh, enthusiasts, all that stuff. And so it's been kind of fun to tap into that world that Justin gets to do all the time to hear these stories and make these connections. Um, and then, of course, being on marketing, you just do various little things, writing content here, updating this there. And I do attend some shows, but just really the major ones. So that's really about it. Yeah. And like, you know, I think something that we don't see at AOP that you guys do is like you develop like, you know, product constantly and like, mm-hmm. you know, are usually dealing with like new features and everything. Like, 
I guess a question I have for you is, is that something you deal with a lot, right? Is like listening to customers, especially with your position and going like, Hey, this, this has got to like tell, talking to the dev team or whoever it is. I don't know who, but does that yeah. happen a lot? Oh like yeah. That, at the end? Oh yeah. That is, that's probably one of the funnest part or most fun parts of my job. Funnest is not a word. Sorry there. <laughs> um, no, but that's, that's probably one of the best things is because it really starts off with, I get, brought into these product meetings with developers and designers. And, you know, you see a feature that is really cool for one, like it's just going to make things, it's going to innovate things. It's going to make things easier. But then also I'm on the social side. So I see these requests coming in. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, this person from Facebook is going to be so excited. I can't wait to post about this later on. So I get to be in those meetings, kind of just like a heads up for everyone to know what's coming. And then you know, months go on and we get little demos of them and we figure out when they're actually going to be released. And then we get to, you know, create all the comms around that. And then my favorite thing is actually, you know, posting about on social media because I'm the person who hits send and seeing, you know, the reaction. Like one of the best things recently is we released um, Hold Advisor. And that has been a huge feature request. And just seeing people go literally crazy over this. And the use cases, even my personal use cases, like it, it's, it's probably one of the most amazing parts about working at that company, to be honest. Awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, we kind of deal with that, not in a product base, but like membership, you know, mm-hmm. our members are pretty passionate. There's no uh, secret about that. Uh, so we hear a lot about it on Facebook, you know, mostly advocacy issues, which is awesome to see. Cause then like, there's sometimes where we can't talk about it, things that are going on where I'm just like, yeah, you're going to be, yeah, be super happy soon. Just give me a sec. <laughs> I can tell you. Uh, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, that community engagement's huge. And uh, I, I think that's something people don't really see into, you know, aren't used to seeing that in social media is like, you know, it's, it's a huge tool to like gauge what's going on and like what people think of the brand and everything. And instead of just phone calls and emails, at least for us, that's how it used to be. Back in the day, it's just phone calls and emails and letters. And people still talk about it. But I'm just like, hey, the comments are just as good. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, and I think like going back to your point of like the passionate customers that we both have, right? You know, it's not like we're posting just some random products, like the AirPods that I'm using right now. And everyone's like, oh, it's going to be really useful. And it's like the same kind of feedback. It's not, you know, it's life-changing in some way, but... It's not in the sense of you guys releasing all these new resources or articles that inspire people and, you know, everyone that has their different takeaways and stories and kind of same with the products or the features we're releasing. Everyone has their own use case for it. Um, Maybe it's going to save your life in the future. Um, Maybe it's going to be that extra tidbit that you really need to be confident in in the cockpit. Like it's the passion is absolutely amazing. Like, and anyone who goes to air show sees it, not even with our companies, but just for aviation in general. A hundred percent. No, yeah, it's huge for you guys. Like you guys are, like your following is insane. It's like amazing. I get, I mean, I'm not a huge four or five user, right? Even before I even started working in the industry. It's mm-hmm. so like kind of cool just knowing people there now. And still, like, I'm just like, oh, that's that's awesome. I know people at four flight. Um, Wait, who but, are you uh, friends with at four flight? I thought I was your only four flight friend. You are my only four flight friend. <laughs> just kidding. I mean, I did, like, <laughs> Working relationship, and you're my actual friend there. Don't <laughs> um, yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's really cool to just like know you, right? And that's that's wild because I remember using Fortran primary training. 
And yeah. So- I mean, I remember, and I, like some people have these same stories. It's like, okay, all of a sudden you go like your, your lesson and it's four flight day. You sit there and you set up your foreplay, you learn how to use it, or at least that's, you know, a lot of the, the stories I've heard. And of course I can go the same way with other EFBs that people use. It's really, you know, wherever you start on kind of what you cling to until you figure out your own personal choice, but it's the user base. It's, it's incredible. It's definitely the thing that keeps like me that. going and motivated to, to work at foreflight. Yeah, same hundred percent. With AOK is like just seeing like the effects of like, you know, I like all their publications, magazines, everything, all that's cool. But like, I'm like super passionate about like that advocacy. Like, I think that's like the coolest part is actually making a difference for keeping airports open, scholarships, all that. So seeing that like actually like affect people's lives is pretty cool. And I think it gets lost in the noise a little bit and people don't notice it about us where it's just like, you know, thanks to like our members and like whatever renewal, like million renewal notices we probably send everybody. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. I, think I had to call them to stop sending them to me. Um, <laughs> I get ours too. Don't worry. My uh, my yeah. uh, employee account too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a wild. It's like, please stop. Um, I promise I'll still be a member. Um, yeah. But yeah, just that that like goes like such a long way as like a collective voice, and it's it's you know we should do a better job of telling that story. But uh, that, that's the coolest part about about it for me is. You know, sometimes it'll be long days or whatever, but it's it's cool seeing the effect of our team at work there and everything. But. I think that's something that we have a very interesting perspective on. And not, you know, of course, everyone has their own very interesting perspectives on all these topics, but we really get to see the behind the scenes. And then, you know, we go out and we become the user as well. Like we're consuming the things that our companies are putting out and it's benefiting us directly as well. And so just have some part of that to, you know, influence, and I'm sure we don't have that much power, but the willpower we do have, um, it's, yeah, it's really great. And I think it's, it's like a message to send that you don't, you don't have to go and do a flying job to, you know, stay in aviation. Um, there's so many other ways you can contribute to it and maintain flying as well. Um, there's just so many different stories to be told there. Oh, hundred percent. Like tons of stories, right? Like, and yeah, like, like you're saying, you don't have to go for a just, you know, cockpit job, for lack of a better term, um, like Justin. Um, <laughs> you can go for like, a, you know, there's a bunch of jobs in aviation where you, you can still fly pretty often and be involved. Like, I've had friends tell me that, like, you know, have flying jobs, like, dude, I wish I had your job. I'm like, no, I wish I had yours. Like, you're flying mm-hmm. F-22. Like, right. like <laughs> yeah. And they're like flying and, you know, just because we get to fly around a bunch of different spots. But uh, I, yeah, I think it's like a totally different take on the aviation career. I don't, you know, it's not necessarily a desk job. Like, it's sure the job description is and everything. But like, you know, I'm like, I can go out and go fly for a day and like get content and stuff, or like go, you know, visit an airport that's like in trouble or something like that, or you know, have these conversations with like people who become my friends. And it's like doesn't feel like work sometimes, you know. And like, I, I tell this a lot to like uh, my partner when she's like, you know, you should probably shouldn't be complaining about stuff. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. It's pretty, <laughs> like, this is pretty insane stuff we do. Um, um, and yeah, I'm like super thankful for where, where I am and everything. But I think that's a huge piece that I, I want to push forward is like, for sure, look past the cockpit for jobs. There's so many cool jobs that, that are insane. You can sometimes like make your own job, like, you know, 
come up with a coffee or something for pilots. <laughs> Wait, who would ever do that? No, it's not a advance. <laughs> Can we insert an ad right now for Pilots Coffee? Like Pilots Coffee uh, is sponsored coffee. by Emily and Kevin. <laughs> yeah, code Emily and Kevin for free shipping. Yeah. So, now, now we, we have to make it. that work. Now he has to do yeah. that. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, but yeah, that's like, cool. Good. And so at AOPA, are the majority of people who work there, are they pilots or aviation enthusiasts? Or is it like a healthy mix of, you know, people who kind of just need the job and it fit the description that they could do? Or is it really uh, an aviation community inside out? Yeah, so it's a pretty good mix. Um, lately, I know like in the last few years and before my time, they've done a bigger push to hire non-pilots just to get more uh you know, sub- subject matter experts and like actually bring those people into aviation. So kind of grow the community that way. But um, I'd say like 80% are pilots who work at AOPA. Um, and that being said, most of them didn't start out as pilots. Like a really cool benefit at AOPA is they'll pay for your private if you're an employee and you don't have it. So you can just knock out your private through AOPA. And then we get a, uh, a really cool stipend for the year for just currency. So that's really nice. So we can just like fly that off um, and just stay current, stay engaged with the community and flying. You know, if we're going to like talk the talk or walk the walk kind of deal. Um, so, uh, yeah, so they keep us pretty active flying, even if you're not like directly in like a content creation role or like, you know, any of those jobs are like kind of forward facing where we have to fly. It's uh, they encourage everybody to stay current, fly, be engaged with the community. And like, you know, Especially like even at air shows like Osh, Sun and Fun, our flyings or any of those small ones, you know, we, we send the same people from all our teams, right? Like advocacy, us, more, you know, content and everything. But we also try sending people who have never been to an air show or have never like been to a flying to help out um, and, you know, expose them to that world that way. Just get them, getting them involved. Even if they leave AOP one day, they'll like be like, well, that would be, that's cool to go to. I'll go to a flying, et cetera. But uh, that's how I think you met one of them at Osh, Nick. Remember, British yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, he was awesome. First time he, in your show. He seemed like he was like loving it, so that's that's oh, great. It. Yeah, it was awesome. So stuff like that is really cool. Uh, I don't know if Four Flight does anything like that with like. Yeah, I I assume most of you guys are pilots, right? Because you kind of gotta know all that to like you know create a flight planning software. Yeah. Um, so I think a lot of people are surprised because I get this question a lot on social um, or especially whenever you post pictures of you know, our employees at events and they're like, oh, is anyone in this photo pilot? And most of the people that do go to air shows actually are pilots. Be the same where we try to mix in people um, who are exposed to this, you know, crazy, enthusiastic, you know, over emotional, passionate community to get that insight. Um, but we have pilots in every single you know, department. We have pilots who are coding the software. We have, you know, pilots who are in sales. I mean, that one makes a little bit more sense, but, you know, quality assurance, everything, like every single department is touched by a pilot. And then we have teams that are solely pilots because you do need that, that level of expertise or understanding. So our support team, you know, if you email into team at ForeFlight, you're talking to a pilot. Um, it might be a current uh, pilot at Delta. It could be a retired uh, Coast Guard pilot. Um, you know, it could just be someone who's you know a CFI teaching currently. But yeah, we we know and we kind of realize that you have to have that at certain levels. It seems like. Um, then also, same with AOPA. You know, 
there's a lot of nine pilots who just joined for flight and we do give the incentive to try to get them into aviation. Uh, we have a flying stipend each year to, you know, go out and just do a discovery flight. Um, the stipend will definitely cover that and a little bit more. Um, but just to have that opportunity to, you know, expose everyone to it. Um, and that was something I talked to this guy who is a, a software developer and a pilot and he was saying like one of the biggest things for developers to understand is like their customer and the use case. And I think, and he was saying that's one reason why he thinks that we do so well is because we do have that healthy mix of, you know, creator who's also a user. Um, and I think that, you know, that's super important. But Oh, for sure. No, that, that's insane for you guys. Yeah, you guys have to have that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, definitely. But, but yeah, it's like, you know, you kind of touched on it with like, you know, your pilot sports team where it's just like a bunch of different backgrounds um and that's that's something that's cool about working at these spots right because you get to meet people from like everywhere that have been oh, everywhere yeah. and have done everything like mm-hmm. you know, director of the air safety institute was thunderbird number one and like it's kind of crazy like flying around with them like that's pretty cool like when would i ever be able to do that or like you know flying around with tom haynes which is wild because i used to like you know watch him and like read about him when i was a kid yeah and, yeah, for real. Sounds like the dad of aviation. That's funny. <laughs> uh, just like, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've had those moments too where I was working on my private and I was studying at lunchtime, um, you know, in the break room and there's like three CFIs eating, you know, next to me. And they're like, how can I help? Like, what do you want to go over? Do you want to go hop in the sim real quick? Like we can do some stuff. And it's just, so it's cool. this amazing community. Like, and unfortunately now, you know, we are working from home, um, but I miss that so much. You know, everyone walks in Monday morning. Hey, where'd you fly to? Or what's the latest like wreck for this, you know, hamburger place down like up the road or not really up the road, but you know, aviation terms up the road, which is like a hundred nautical miles, but whatever. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's just, it's absolutely incredible. And kind of like your point earlier, we can complain about our job. Everyone complains about their job at some point. We all have bad days, but we're both in the industry that we love. And I think you could put us probably in any, almost any, uh, you know, aviation related company. And we, we probably, you know, have mostly good days. All right. Definitely have a good time. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really evident when I like compare myself to like people who uh, aren't in aviation and they're like checking out their jobs. I'm like, dude, how do you go day by day doing that? Like, yeah. It's like, do you ever, that do you ever feel like you talk about your job too much because it is aviation and you just like automatically love everything affiliated with aviation? Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I got to tone it down a little bit. I'm like, all right, shut up. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. yeah. But uh, going back to like, yeah, running into CFIs, like in a break room and everything, I think that's like a huge, like not listed benefit like, on the mm-hmm. job where it's just like, I think just being around these people and with like a ton of experience sometimes not even flying with them um, has made me like a better pilot, just like hearing their stories and like hearing their safety tips and like, you know, just like the little insights they learned like throughout the year is just huge. Right. Like it's in like invaluable. And you're just most of the time just like listening in on something, which is yeah. awesome. It's like you're having a live pilot to pilot uh, podcast listening every single day while you're going to work. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. yeah I don't have to tune in and, Listen to Justin's weird intros. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We can just skip it. <laughs> yeah, you should have a skip button. Um, Let's take a break from today's episode and hear from our sponsor, RAA. 
As a pilot, you rely on precision planning, trusted resources, and experience each day. And that's just what RAA brings to financial planning. You see, they're uniquely positioned to serve the airline community because RAA was created by pilots to serve pilots, which is why they've earned the trust and served thousands in the aviation industry for more than three decades. But more importantly, RAA's airline specialized advisors understand the unique set of needs, challenges, and goals associated with your career, including those factors that can affect your financial life and security. And that's why it's important to work with the right financial partner. Because whether you're just entering the airline industry or nearing your final flight, the team at RAA is there to support your journey from takeoff to touchdown. Learn more about the benefit of working with an RAA airline specialized advisor today at raa.com forward slash pilot to pilot. That's pilot to pilot. Now back to today's episode. But yeah, but just like, you know, being in those, these jobs in like the aviation industry, I don't know if you've noticed it. I didn't know it as like just a GA pilot before, but like how there's kind of like two worlds to it. There's like the GA community and like the industry, like the behind the scenes of it and like all the work that people do to put out like products or like, you know, advocate for things and everything is pretty insane. And it's most of the time done by like pretty small teams. And like on the app, looking in just going like oh they probably have like a huge machine cooking this thing out and it's, that's not the case usually Mm-mm. i've seen that especially you know being with yeah there there's so much like grassroots efforts to just keep the wheel turning or the prop spinning i feel like that's probably a better um you know phrase yeah. to throw in here <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's you know companies like you know aop and forflight yes we are pretty big but we're also not that big for the amount of work and the things that we put out and, you know, the support that we do. And then you also have the companies that are smaller that are really trying to fight to advocate for different groups of people to be able to have access to, you know, training resources and aircrafts and pursue, pursue their pilot dreams or organizations that are, you know, lots more than AOPA that are working on specifically keeping like backcountry airports open um, you know, Sporties is trying to make sure that we're all equipped with the best like flying tools. Like there's so many small parts that just go into, you know, us being able to, yeah, maybe open up our iPhone, log in a few uh, waypoints, exactly. airports, you know, turn it on and take off. And there's it, so much going on. It's crazy. So much. Yeah. I think, I think one of my, oh, you could go, ahead. go for it. You go. Okay. <laughs> I think like a cool part that I noticed like in the industry, like obviously we're all like, we're in it for a reason. We all like flying. We all like the community and just keeping it going is like, sure. There are like companies that compete against each other and like organizations that sort of compete against each other, but it on paper. Right. But like in reality, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like everybody's like on the same team, like working towards the same goal and like kind of helping each other out where we can. Um, just cause you know, the, the bigger and stronger we are, like the better for the community as you know, What's that saying with the all ships rising? The rising tide lifts all ships. There that you thing. go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that's a pretty cool thing about this industry, right? Like it's not like super cut there with each other. Like that's a really good time. Yeah, no, I've heard that with a lot of stories of talking to people. Um, it's it's all community, whether it's helping you, you know, with that check ride at your lunch break or you know, you're in a a race of the Reno air races and then all of a sudden your your aircraft breaks down. Your competitor is literally helping you to try to make sure that you can like gig up and running or you're just going to fly safe. Like that's, I think it boils down to everyone has this passion for flying. 
we all know that it is a it can be an unforgiving hobby or job. And so we all want to make sure that we can enjoy it um, in an efficient, safe way and just, you know, live to fly another day. And so I think we all have this mutual understanding of, of what we're doing. And that's what really pushes the just looking out for each other, um, you know, and keeping that really nice, clean, easy, fun community sense. Oh, for sure. No, I agree. And I think, you know, even like outside of, you might see this, with your, you obviously probably do see it with your job, um, sort of with influencers, I guess if you want to call them that. But like them leading the way and kind of creating like a cool general aviation community on social media, pretty cool, right? Or it's just like, you know, a bunch of pilots who are like, of like the kind of the old guard going out, the new crew coming in, like it's a new generation where everybody's like super encouraging of each other. And it's no longer just like your little airport community or local area community of pilots. It's like the entire world. Like you're, you're talking to people from everywhere and like becoming friends with people from everywhere. Um, and that's like super encouraging because everybody's supportive of each other. At least, you know, I haven't seen any backstabbing or anything <laughs> with, with that. But uh, I think it's usually just like everybody's stoked that everybody's doing really well and like giving tips and everything, which I think is like, you know, somewhat kind of new. And mm-hmm. in the industry, I think it's good for it. Yeah. And that's like one big factor is you're talking about, you know, people from all around the world just kind of connecting with this one thing. Like it's such a, it's a niche, niche industry in general. And anyway, I'm sure you could probably agree with this, but you could probably list a few countries outside the U.S. that if you showed up in the right city, you'd have someone to fly with. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Like I was literally talking to someone this about like uh, in the U.S., like how like lucky we are to have friends everywhere. Like fly us around wherever we want to go. Like if we were in like Atlanta or something, like we can hit up Mindy or like Chicago. Unfortunately, hit up Justin and oh, like stuff no. like. We yeah. need to make a new. <laughs> we need to make a new Chicago contact. Yeah, Kim Kish lives there. So there, she's you cool. there you go. There you go. Should, Sorry, should we ask Justin for a new Chicago friend? Yeah, we should. <laughs> we should. Sorry, guy. <laughs> You're out. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, that's a huge thing. And I actually have a good example of it. Like I was on vacation two years ago in Italy. That sounds really pretentious. Um, but uh, I was in Lake Como and uh, I saw like a seaplane operation going on. And then when I got back home, I like mentioned it in a meeting at AOPA. And they're like, oh, you should have sent them an email or called them. They know us. Like they would have definitely taken you up yeah. on a flight. Oh man, you guys should have told me before. I would have definitely done that. So, mm-hmm. That type of thing is awesome. So like, yeah, and obviously we make a lot of those connections through social media. Um, that is a big bulk of, you know, both of our jobs. What are, like, what's kind of your take on the aviation social media? I know you kind of mentioned that, you know, we do have this community effort and try to help each other out, but, you know, not always cookie cutter that way. No, not at all. Right. Um, yeah, I think like like in general, like the community, like what's what it's about or. Yeah, I think it's just it's really good. I think it'll get more people in aviation because um, like, you know, speaking from somebody like if my dad was in the pilot, I don't know how I would have gotten into it. Just like like it's hard to like, obviously, this isn't video, but I definitely don't like fully Hispanic, but I am. And that's not <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's not usually like exposed to that community or other communities like that, um, like aviation is. And I think GA is doing like a really good job of bringing 
or social media with GA is making a really good job of bringing GA to those populations and everything and kind of broadening like the kind of audience that we, we kind of hit, which is awesome. I think that's like a really huge benefit for us. And like, you know, the bigger, you know, GA gets the more people, the more diversity, the better it's going to be. Um, not to steal like Jason Miller's quote, but he's been saying it for like the last two years where he's like, we're on the edge, we're like on the cusp of like another golden age of GA, which I think he might be right. I think it, it has to do a lot with like, uh, with, you know, social media and kind of encouraging everybody, inspiring people on, um, you know, and it doesn't have to be like, you know, Justin putting out a podcast or Jason or, you know, Steve Thorne putting out videos. It could be like, you know, just us posting a story, right? And like somebody seeing it and going like, that's awesome. Like, I didn't know you can go get, you know, lunch like an hour away with like an airplane and kind of getting motivated that way. Right? It doesn't have to be like career-wise, just kind of getting into it, getting into a discovery flight. I don't know, like what's your take on it? Yeah, I actually like your topic there is that you don't have to have a million followers or, you know, even over like 5,000. <laughs> I know we're not very high on like, unlike Justin. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, you really don't have to have that many followers to, ins- followers to inspire someone. I get the same things when I go flying. Um, now people literally, like people I don't even talk to send me videos like, hey, I saw this plane out. Was that you? And I'm like, oh, I'm sitting at my desk job. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> um, but that's so true. I mean, it's it's still it's still something that is very new to people. Um, and I love that quote from Jason Miller. And I will always have, take any excuse to talk about him. He is a great great like asset to the community. Um, but I think we really on a rise and I've noticed that even just my like four years of being in aviation, I went from, Oh my gosh, you're a girl pilot. I didn't even know anything about that to, Oh, cool. Like I know this other person who is also a girl and she flies and it's just, it's really changing in that way. Um, I do think sometimes though, that I see a lot, um, just through work and also personal stuff is that, you know, of course, social media can always be toxic. Um, and I think the main way that that creeps into aviation in a negative way is this, um, this will or want to show off. And that's with every social media, not just aviation. And then safety comes into play again. Right. And and that's a topic that, you know, I don't have the answers for and I don't even know what is always safe and what's not safe as far as filming in the cockpit. I don't do it that often at all, but you just have to wonder like, where, where are the boundaries there? Where are the lines, um, you know, for the perfect yeah. shot or TikTok or whatever the kids are doing these days. Yeah. I think it's, it's a couple of things for sure. Like we talk about it all the time and, you know, we call it kind of Kodak courage or it's like you do stuff where you wouldn't usually do with like a camera rolling and you kind of got to get that out of your head. Um, there, there's different, you know, obviously campaigns that we've tried to push out, at least from the AOPA side to like, you know, push that safety topic about content creation. Um, but I think it'll also take like the community talking about it a little more, uh, especially like the leaders of it. I know Jason's pretty good at it and Steve too, like about going like once they're rolling, they're rolling. Like uh, I'm not touching them, like whatever it is. And you know, you don't, don't just like do stuff for the gram, you know, <laughs> like don't mm-hmm. do that. Like, it's just, <laughs> yeah. Like, it's already cool enough you're flying. Like, don't do anything sketch or anything. Um, but you're right. There, there's that downfall. And there's, you know, some people out there that maybe do some sketchy things that are inspiring people to do the same things. It's maybe not the best thing, right? 
just kind of, you know, if you're watching stuff out there, make sure, you know, who's posting it and like where they're coming from with it. And, uh, you know, sometimes that being said, like, you know, if you see Kevin Quinn landing on a hilltop, that might look sketchy for somebody who doesn't know about backcountry flying. Exactly. Yeah. He's a pro and like, you know, he takes every safety, you know, factor into consideration before landing. Right. Uh, you don't see like the four times he's passed over or like the forecast he looked at before he took off and all that. So it just depends. You just kind of got to weigh it and kind of educate yourself on it, I think. Um, but yeah, really good point uh, about the whole safety thing and all that. Um, but yeah. yeah. And then like the negative comments, that's, that you're never, <laughs> you're never. Oh, gonna get no. Yeah. You can't. Um, can't always make people happy. And that was something I had to learn to accept. Um, you know, on obviously everyone goes to that on their personal level on social media, but also for work. Um, you know, obviously probably shouldn't dabble on this too much, but you just can't make everyone happy. You can try to give them the resources, answer their questions, um, let them know that you know everything's gonna be heard. But I know we kind of talked about earlier is that we we can't always share things publicly. Like you could be oh, really yeah. upset about something and like it's launching tomorrow, babe. Like it's coming, yeah. you know? And you just can't say anything. Um, but grain of salt, that's all you can do. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll eventually just all be good to go. Eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think like, you know, since we've been talking about Justin a lot, working with uh, quote unquote influencers, um, which aren't really like the same. Uh what's like your experience been with it and like how how is it uh you know beneficial for four flight and everything and the community yeah. as a whole thing. Yeah. So I absolutely love uh, the influencers that we work with. Um, it's something I took on really early when I was at Flight. Didn't know I was doing too much, but you know, these guys and I've learned together and I think we've got a really strong little team and community going that's you know, helping promote Flight, um, helping promote, you know, safety in general, how Flight ties into that. And then also just creating some really fun uh, content to share with everyone. And your point of like, you know, they're influencers, but they're not, we're not, you know, trading them X amount of money to promote and do one post. Like they're, they were essentially already using for flight. We just want to tap into them to better educate people, you know, how to use some of these features. I know I hit safety a lot, but that's seriously like that's my driver when it comes to working at for flight, um, how to use the product in a safe way. And then also just make everything a lot easier. And it's been really fun because you know, we work with Jason Miller, uh, you know, Flight Shop, Steve Thorne, um, Josh Flowers, and Chris Palmer, and they all have different backgrounds. You know, we got some CFIs, we got kind of uh, fun style pilots who just want to, you know, blog about their experiences and promote aviation. And then in those like subcategories, you just have different personalities, like one's you know, down here flying in Texas with me, which is mainly flatlands, although he's way more adventurous than I am. Um, and then you got Chris up in Alaska, um, you know, flight shops up in Canada and doesn't fly all year round because it gets freaking cold there. <laughs> but <laughs> um, you just get all these different storytelling and personalities. And I think it just not only represents the brand really well and is beneficial for us, but I think it just creates this amazing content for people to be inspired and, you know, learn how to do this type of flying in a safe way. And they're really, really good about diving into, you know, the hows, the whys, the what we're doing. Um, and yeah, it's it's absolutely amazing. And then also they're just fun because every month we have a meeting, we catch up, 
we talk about business stuff. Um, you know, I, I grill them on my CFI questions. No, not really. I don't do that all the time, but <laughs> they're friends, right? Um, it's like a business working relationship, but also friendship. Um, those great, those guys are great. And they're one of the, probably the most fun part of, of my job. And, you know, we're always working with other people as well. And, you know, I know you guys do some kind of influencer collaborations at Osh and stuff. And, and so I'm sure you have probably a similar take, but anything else there? Oh yeah, for sure. No, I think you touched on it well, where it's just, it's, we're not just paying them to promote something. Um, it's, it's like almost like a partnership, right. Or mm-hmm. we're just like kind of empowering to like share general, um, tips, at least for us, it's like empowering them to share like general, like cool things about aviation, GA, and, uh, try to get more people into it and share some like advocacy stories. Um, but yeah, I think it's it's huge, and it's it's not only just re- reaching like a wider audience. It's like reaching an audience by like you know having somebody that they already enjoy liking, have like a personal connection with in a way, and then you know you know we pick people that actually like like us and like you know we use our stuff and like fans and everything. Like not saying that people that that don't like us, but people that are familiar with us. We don't just want to like get to post and like just tell people about it forced the people who already use our stuff yeah exactly so it's really cool like using that connection to like expose more people and help them out um at the end of the day we're not trying to like you know sell snake oil or anything we're just trying to make <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's pretty easy to work with these guys and they're awesome yeah you don't um, sell coffee yet do you not yet we're uh we're developing <laughs> i think we're gonna do the just steeping kind at first oh i've never steeping. i've never heard of that before no uh, We'll figure out a name, something pilots. Something. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fly coffee. <laughs> fly coffee or something. Uh, lights <laughs> coffee. Uh, no, we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, it's a cool time working with these guys. It's fun. Yeah, they do become friends. And like, you know, sometimes like I'll ask like Jason for like help with something or, or you know, things like that when it comes to training or mm-hmm. talk to Steve. About like how he's like built he, when he was building his RV14, talking about yeah. the build and, that and like getting educated with that. Just uh, it's pretty cool. Um, it goes back to then, that full circle though, the community. Like it's no matter where you're working in aviation, it's always about the community. Everyone you you meet and you know touch base with, it's it goes back to that. Oh, yeah, it's just that, right? One hundred percent community. Um, yeah, and these guys are at the forefront of it and kind of leading it in their own way. They have their own little communities, but actually just care about the whole thing <laughs> mm-hmm. uh which, which is cool um do you actually remember the first time we like met like even digitally it was actually because of steve like flight chops i he, think like, i uh, i think i walked over to uh, your tent at osh right yeah at osh but you, before that like a week before steve emailed you about some europe trip he was doing and he wanted to do something with like four flight flight planning in europe Mm-hmm. And he like looped me in on that email. He's like, "You might be interested on this." Like me, Emily. I'm like, "Oh, what's up?" And then like I saw you at our tent at Osh. I was like, "I think I emailed." Them. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And the rest was history. <laughs> yeah, the rest is just us tossing pilots' coffee in a trash can. Uh, <laughs> that never happened. Allegedly, allegedly. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> wonder how Justin got 500 bags of coffee into Osh and you know they might have flown in there with somebody. <laughs> I had I had no part of that I just uh, may have allegedly put them in a trash can yeah that's just <laughs> we love the dude but uh yeah no um I think 
yeah, working with all those guys is great. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, that's kind of everything with that. I don't know. Do you have anything else? The downfalls of it, I guess, you know, the other side of everything is the kind of downsides of it. Like, you know, as cool as it is, like, I'm, I'm super thankful that I get to go to like Osh, Sun and Fun, mm-hmm. High Seas. Uh, like the small Mayday stole shout out to like Colin Caneva and that crew in, in Wayne, Nebraska, that put on awesome event. You guys should go next year. Um, but you get to go on all, all these events and little, little trips to do everything. But sometimes like, you know, it wears on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like there's sometimes where like, I'm not home for like a while and it's just like, man, it would be nice to just sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Um, I guess that's like, which is like talking about it out loud it sounds ridiculous like i'm just like it's so cool you get to do this um but uh yeah and you know i feel like a lot of people in our industry can relate to that a little bit um and that just kind of goes to like all the hard work everybody puts into like you know make sure everything's good to go yeah i mean after after osh you know you're at first you're kind of like wow why is it so quiet all the time um oh dude yeah (laughs) And they're like, oh, this is kind of nice. But I actually live next to Ellington Air Force Base. So I hear uh, NASA go off with their T-38s. Could be blanking, but I'm pretty sure it's that. Uh, Sometimes we have uh, jet demo teams in town. And so every morning, like, I hear them taking off. And so I'm like, oh, no, it's back. (laughs) It's like like this little, uh, it's like off PTSD sometimes. Um, But yeah, it can be draining. Uh, And then also... Yeah. And then also like, you know, touching on, I kind of said earlier, it's like, I feel like I don't have anything besides aviation. And so sometimes it's, it's a struggle. Like I, it's makes me not really motivated to work. So it's like, Oh, looking at more flight planning, more for flight, more planes and responding and talking to people about aviation on social media and talking to our influencers about aviation. And you just, it can get too much. I think everyone needs a little little outlet that way. Um, Oh, of course. But, but of course, like, the, the pros you know, outweigh the cons immensely. Oh, yeah, every, every day. Hundred percent. Yeah, I like catch myself sometimes when I'm like flying, like I'm like worried about like shooting content photos or something. I'm like, all right, I gotta chill out. I can just go flying. Yeah, um, just have fun with it. Yeah, just have fun with it. And um, yeah, not to throw like you know Max under the bus, Max Weldon, citation Max, but we're having <laughs> this conversation too he's great yeah he's awesome but uh, after Osh, he like checked out for two weeks in jacksonville Mm -hmm. like dude i was like zipped out socially and like aviation was i was like yeah i think i think like uh you know career pilots can kind of relate to that too because i talk to some people i work with and they're like you know once flying once you get a flying job flying is your job and everyone has days where they hate their job and so it doesn't really matter you know what you're doing it can get old. <laughs> Everything, yeah, for sure it can get old. Um, which is fun. You know who works like the hardest, going back to the whole influencers thing? No Me? offense to everybody else. No, no, no. You work really good. You work really good. From what I can tell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, out of those guys, we're like, he works so hard. I'm just like, hey, man, take a break. Uh, Steve Thorne. Yeah. Like, that dude's school is insane. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm always like, people are always like commenting on him, like you know, you know, why are you tired? Anything like that? I'm like, dude, hey, you should take a look at his schedule. That guy flies so much, shoots so much. Like sometimes I'm like, just go for a flight and don't record it, man. Just have fun. Mm-hmm. Get into it. But um, yeah, I, 
I feel that with Chris Palmer too. I mean, I meet with these guys monthly, so like I always know what they're they're doing. And I mean, not to discredit the other ones I work with, but you know, they're just every single time they go on the flight, I really do think that they have the interest of like, hey, we have to record this for some content purpose. And it it goes back to what we were saying, like you have to keep it fresh. Like just have fun with it. <laughs> like yeah, every now and then have fun. Yeah. It's a good time. You know, start a podcast, that's pretty easy. Yeah, and that sounds so easy. Own it in by just doing a podcast. <laughs> don't even put it on YouTube. Just yeah, don't. <laughs> just, <laughs> um, just uh just make friends with people who work at um kind of big aviation companies and see if that helps you at all. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> no. And another point uh, I think is a, a downfall or just kind of like on my personal note is that whenever we do go to these events like Austin stuff, um you know, I think your experiences might be a little different from mine um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, I also do like s- support, like I have to be in the booth. Like I don't get to go out and enjoy everything. I run around to her social pictures, but you know, I also have to work it. And so that like, that will like aviation fire in me is just like break free, like <laughs> go run, like oh, yeah. do these things, but you do you have a job to do and you have to be there to, you know, answer those questions that come in, um, you know, however small or big and take those compliments or sometimes harsh feedback, uh, with a grain of salt, of course. Um, and so it can be, it can be difficult. hundred percent. Yeah, no, I kind of have the same experience. I've kind of lucked out by being able to, you know, go, I mean, we're still doing shoots and stuff. We're not just hanging out at Osh, right? We're always like working throughout the day, but Everybody for AOPA that goes to an event has to be familiar with like every department, every advocacy issue, every new news thing that's going on. Like you, have you guys to, like, do so much. <laughs> yeah. So we have like a whole like couple meetings before we go to events with like the crew who's going to make sure yeah. everybody's like ironed out, like be able to answer questions. Um, so yeah, that is part of our job. Like anytime anybody comes up to ask us anything, we should know it or be able to like point them to like mm-hmm. whoever know it. Um, but you're right. I was like, I was talking to uh, Mindy at Och, um, Mindy from Textron. She was, uh, we were doing a shoot with Colin Caneva for like something with like a, his old vintage Cessna. And she was saying like, you know, all our friends to come to this and like, you know, go out, stay out super late and wonder why we don't like, yeah, it's because we have to be here at 6am like to get everything. Like, and standing on are, your feet all day really all day, hurts. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you forget to eat too. And you're just like, oh yeah. Man. Although you can't talk, you had like a lovely, like, like kind of like high beach chair and umbrella. I kept calling you a lifeguard. Oh, gosh. Like you looked so comfortable. Yeah. The, you didn't see the first two days before that, where I didn't have an umbrella and I'm just like roasting in the sun. Just, like, <laughs> oh, no. pass out here. Well, hangar C uh, isn't too much better. They say there's AC, but by noon, no. Oh, hell no. No, this, this <laughs> thing is really hot. Yeah. Uh, best thing is like a breeze going in there. But, um. Yeah. What are you like? What are you guys planning for? I guess next year. What are you planning for next year at all that you can talk about? Without yeah, I was like on the four flight side. Um, I can tell you that we will be at Sun and Fun. We'll be at Osh and a lot of the major business events. That's probably all I can share because we are very, very private. <laughs> um, but for me personally, um, you know, I'll be at all of the big GA shows for sure. Um, sometimes I get sent to the, uh, international shows. I've been to the France air show before cause I am fluent in French. Um, so that's really fun. I love that aspect that I get to be sent over there. Um, 
So yeah, if you're at any of those major shows, I will definitely be on site doing social and then kind of on a personal level, you know, I'm hoping to finish up my instrument reading, start on that commercial and just keep learning. Cause another, you know, benefit of that is the more that I learn in my personal aviation, the more I can relate to our customers and actually market our product. Um, I was lost when it came to marketing, you know, any IFR feature until I really, really started flying. Cause I just, I couldn't relate at all. Um, yeah. I tried, but the actual doing just wasn't there. So just totally know, different. Totally yeah. different. Yeah. No, I feel you. We, uh, obviously we have big events too. We have a, we used to do fly-ins. I don't know if people remember those, like AOP fly-ins, and we stopped. Are you bringing them back? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> too- uh, we're bringing back. Uh, we're, we're gonna. All I can say is we're having three events next year, and they're gonna be pretty cool. Um, I'm pretty excited about those, and uh, so that'll be fun having like our own events back and like being able to cater those to like what people want and having full control over it. Um, but also all the other shows like, like usual and, uh, having fun at those. One thing I do want to do next year is, or maybe even start this year is get my tail wheel and, uh, get started on my instrument for sure. Um, and then, uh, of course I want to do one of Jason Miller's like adventure trips. Right. Like, me too. Oh my let's gosh. get Jason, like, you know, let's do one. Let's okay. Do one we can that. take, we'll take my warrior and we'll go do one. Perfect. Let's do it. And we'll not invite Justin. Or no, of course not. Get out of here. <laughs> we'll do a podcast episode after with him. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, and tell him all about it. Um, which is funny. <laughs> you know, we've, we've been asking, not even really asking, just joking with him why he never has had us on the pod. Mm-hmm. And like the one time he's like, you guys can be on. He's not on. Like he's just uh, chilling. No, correction. That was, you could go on. I was not included in this. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I was able to go on the new camp. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, I, think, I think we were winning here. Like we, we made it. We're co-hosting. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're killing it. And uh, I think right now, if, when this episode comes out, Justin would, the kid's going to be already there, right? Yeah. He's be not sleeping and anything. So it's going to be <laughs> time for asking. So you probably won't even listen to this episode. So what else should we say about him? Yeah, <laughs> you won't. Oh, he's said so many things. Um, how he was an okay football player. No. Yeah. Uh, oh, should we talk about that? Yeah, I would. <laughs> he didn't play baseball, and that's the real sport. So he didn't know. Um, but you know, you're an Astros fan, so. Yeah. Well, we can't go into that uh, conversation and keep it PG thirteen. So. <laughs> cheap or whatever (laughs) (laughs) no all good all good um yeah no well this has been fun like taking over the podcast um do you think we'll be invited back no no (laughs) 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 no all good i mean you know we definitely will always keep up at air shows i think we are a really great trio that compliments each other and we always have fun um so if anyone ever sees us around please say say hi. hi to me and kevin um, yeah, and that's all you need. <laughs> yeah, and make make Justin take a photo of you. Of us. With, yeah. <laughs> uh, no. no, but uh, I'll be really. Justin has like created a really cool community. You know, mm-hmm. tells really interesting stories, and, and you know, he's really conscious about that. Drink his coffee; it's good. 
It is good. Um, it is good. Use code Emily and Kevin for free shipping. We're going to make <laughs> them do that. <laughs> yes. It's and uh, yeah, great guy and support him any way you can. For sure. No, very inspiring. And uh, of course, we have to say more nice things about him. But really, if you ever want to talk, hit up his DMs and oh, you know, for come, sure. see him. <laughs> come see him on air show. Um, you know, he wants to do what most pilots have in their, you know, and there was their other core motivation to just keep people flying, you know, make it more accessible and, you know, help that next person achieve their dreams. So thank you, Justin, for letting us on this podcast. And thanks for creating the podcast because now we're all friends and I appreciate <laughs> both of you so much. Appreciate you too. Thanks, Justin. AV Nation, that is a wrap of the Pilot the Pilot podcast guest host edition. Uh, I don't know if this is one through five. I'm just recording one full swoop for all this. So this applies to all of them. But thank you so much for the guest host for coming on. It was a blast to share this podcast with them. I, I have listened to each episode and they're all great, great content. And I'm so thankful for them to come on and let me take this break while my wife and I take care of our newborn son. But check out Pilot's Coffee. Check out Pilot the Pilot. Leave a review on iTunes. If you already did, leave another review. Check out Spotify. There is a rumor that reviews are coming soon on Spotify. So check that out and leave a review as well. But Aviation, I hope you're having a great day. And as always, happy flying.